Welcome back to Crossover Podcast, show where you get comics, pop culture, and sports, and it is still sports time as we are talking week eight, eight in the National Football League. I'm your host, as always, Matt Pearson. Joining me today is Craig Needles. How the heck are you, Craig? I'm doing good. All right. Good to have you here. And uh, rounding up the trifecta, as always, is Bill Needles. How are you, Bill? I am well, thank you. All right. Good to have you guys. Like I said, I'm your host, Matt Pearce. Uh, my throat's feeling a little sore today, so if I get a little raspy or scratchy or start fumbling over my words, it'll uh, probably be just like a regular podcast, but uh, just know that I'm fighting through it. Uh, so we're here uh, on week eight after week seven. I had a good week seven uh, in terms of the final five and uh, gambling. The public, uh, you guys, not so great in your final five. How did you do? Uh, how did you do bets wise this weekend, Craig? Uh, really, the only <clears throat> the only real bet that I placed this weekend um, was on the. Um, oh, one bet. What was it? Uh, yeah, the only bet I played this weekend was on the the Bears. I didn't put a lot of money on it, but I put a little bit of money on there, and uh, it worked out okay. Yeah, <laughs> it was one of the easiest ones. Uh, the two easiest bets we had that we were hammering were uh, the Ravens. And I got to tell you, I caught some flack. Not a lot, but there were definitely some Detroit Lions fans uh, in my Twitter account uh, before that game happened on Sunday that definitely were... Uh, uh, you know, they were on me about how I've been picking against the Lions the last couple of weeks. I mean, I, I, I just I thought the last two weeks were great were great spots to bet against my Lions. One of them turned to be turned out to be wrong and completely incorrect, and the other one last week turned out to be oh so correct. But uh, man, the word traitor got thrown around a little bit with me on social media, and I'm just like, oh man, I don't know. Road game against a good. Yeah, exactly. And, and we can talk about it when we get to Detroit. I don't think any, if I'm a Lions fan, I'm not super worried about how that game turned out. To be honest, no. But I, we'll say we'll save my thoughts on on the next game and, and what happened there for when we discuss the Monday Nighter, which uh, features the Lions. Um, that said, I'm the only one showing up this week whose team uh, lost a game, and you wouldn't have thought that. Uh, probably no. the way most of this season has gone, but. Here we here we here we sit recording this podcast. But that was last week. We don't we don't uh, if we have bad weeks we junk it and move on. And if we have good weeks we don't brag about it. We just it's on to the next one. The the the, the past is the past, and we're we're moving forward now into week eight. And first up, we have a game could be decent. Um, Bucks with one of the weirder losses I've ever seen. It's it's Bucks Bills and the Bills are laying eight and a half right now. It's, it opened up at eight and a half and it and it has stayed there and I don't think it's going anywhere. Uh, two teams with two of the like two of the worst losses of life. Like in, in a sea of, of week seven was a slew of horrible losses for certain teams, and these are two of them right here. The Bucks pulled off something that. Happens ever so rarely. It, like the Falcons that they're playing, and I was all over the Falcons. The Falcons were one of my five last week. That three, like they, the, the Falcons should have won that game by two touchdowns, and instead, Desmond Ritter fumbled the ball at the like three times in these various locations, the seven yard line of the Bucks. The one-yard line of the Bucks, although to be fair, that was a bad snap and it was kind of the center's fault. And then the one-millimeter line 
of the Bucks end zone, and <laughs> they somehow uh, still kicked the spread covering slash game winning field goal with Young Way Koo. So like, and all while while like benching Bijan Robinson for for weird and mysterious circumstances. Uh, so the Bucks just with one of the most inexplicable losses where they won the turnover battle at home with three red zone inter- red zone turnovers by the Falcons and they, they still who I, I mean it's it's bad we might be we might be rethinking that Baker conversation we were having a couple a uh, couple of weeks ago because that was bad and then you have the Buffalo Bills where who are still fourth in DVOA, but man, that was a bad loss. You let Mac Jones drive on you for a game-winning touchdown. That's pretty bad. My my thoughts on the Bills are as follows: I'm not worried about the offense one iota, but I am a mess and and completely panicking about this Bills defense. And if I were if I was a Bills fan, I think that would basically be my sentiment: is I'm not worried about the offense, but I'm terrified about this defense and its ability for uh, the Bills to go deep in the playoffs. Uh, Craig, what do you think about this? Buffalo Bills laying eight and a half on Thursday night. I hate it. I, I don't love betting either side of this game just because I don't know how much I trust these teams. But really, I, I, I think it has to be Tampa, doesn't it? Like Absolutely. The Bills just, they, they look out of sorts. The defense is really injured. Um, they're missing some of their key guys. You can tell Von Miller isn't nearly at 100% yet. Uh, I, I think that Tampa Bay is the side, but I don't necessarily love the Bucks either. Yeah, I agree with you. It's not going to be one of my five, but I'm on the Bucks. What I am damn sure going to be on in this one, and I cannot stress this enough, you've got to be betting primetime unders this year. Just the rest of the way, it's, it's pretty much going to be a dead nuts lock that I'm going to be betting primetime unders, especially on the Thursday night game. 42 and a half for, for the Bucks bills. Like I could easily see this being a, a 20 to 17 type game. Uh, Billy, what do you think? Bill's laying eight and a half at home. Yeah. You asked me this two weeks ago. I'd probably go with the bills. The offense was firing, but that defense looked abysmal the last two weeks and, and they weren't playing high powered offenses. Like they, they looked abysmal playing against mediocre offenses. Um, the Bills defense. I think mediocre offense is the kindest thing anyone said about the Patriots offense this season. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so I, I think you got to go Bucks. It's too many points to lay with a team that has not played well in. Well, heck, even before the last two weeks, they were they struggled with Jacksonville in London. Uh, yep. They played well in three weeks. Uh, you got to take the Bucks. In yeah. Points. So their last three games are a loss against the Jags, looking terrible against the Giants, and then winning anyway. And then, of course, the mess against New England. Like, it's it's not going good in Buffalo. Nope. No. The first game was rough. The next few games were good. And then they struggled again. Defense looks bad. Offense is fine. I'm not worried about the offense at all. But I think you can't lay that many points with the Bills the way they're playing now, uh, even when you watch the Buccaneers play so poorly last week. Yeah, the Bills are two, not one, but two Tyrod Taylor meltdowns at the end of each half. Uh, away from being on a three-game losing streak right now, it's 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 sort of bleak. Uh, all right, yeah. So we're we're all on the Bucks for this one. Moving on to the Sunday afternoon games. First up, the Jacksonville Jaguars head into Pittsburgh to take on the Steelers. Steelers are getting three at home. I don't have anything to say about this game spread-wise, other than I don't know how Mike Tomlin does it. He, I, I was on pit. They were one of my five last weekend, and it was nay enjoyable to watch whatsoever. I still don't understand how they did it. 
and I'm back on him again. I, 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 Steelers plus three is going to be one of my five, and I have no earthly explanation for this other than I really like this Steelers defense, and they're at home getting three against you know a Jacksonville team probably a little too big for their britches right now. And Mike Tomlin has some sort of weird voodoo magic that I, I don't. I, I don't get it. Like it, it, they're so bad. They're not fun to watch. And I don't, I don't know. I don't get it, but it's Steelers plus three for me. Billy, what do you think? Yeah, I, I think I like the Jags here. Um, I, I think the Steelers defense is, is decent. The offense is, is horrible. The offense is so painful to watch. Uh, the defense is decent, but I, I think the Jags are the inverse. Um, I think the Jags are going to be able to score points. I think that offense is good enough to, to get an edge on the Steelers' defense, but I don't think the... Uh... Do you care to guess what the Jags' defense is in DVOA right now, Billy? Jags' defense, DVOA, middle of the pack, 17, 18, 19. I think that this is overstating how good the defense is. I don't think they're this good. They are currently fourth. I don't believe they're this good. And when you watch them, they don't look this good, mm-hmm. but they are currently four. Well, that's what happens when you uh, get to that... play three jet lag teams all the time. <laughs> and, and you know what? The I think that one of the big reasons for that ranking is how garbagey Buffalo's offense looked against them in London. But I think that that absolutely is part of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, either way, um, the Jags defense is, uh, I don't think that good, but better than I thought it was going to be. Uh, sorry, I, I cut off your, your your thought there about this game. Are you gone the the Pittsburgh side or the Jacksonville side? I'm on Jacksonville. I think that I think they have the edge. All Although right, it's, I agree. Okay. I I I'm I'm on the Jags too. I, I they're better. Yeah. I didn't say like, they weren't better. I just said Mike Tomlin's yeah. a magician. <laughs> well, that's true. Yeah. Can't argue with that. Uh, but they are better. Um, and I think I'm going to take. Uh, Take the Jaguars in this football game. Um, I think I have to. Uh, I, I just I, I don't want any part of Kenny Pickett. I just I just don't I just don't. No, he's so he's not great. No, uh, they are getting Deontay Johnson back, so maybe that helps them a little. Well, they they, they had him back last week, but they didn't really use him much. So maybe yeah, maybe maybe Johnson helps them a little bit, but I don't know how much. We'll see. Battle of New York. We got the New York Football Jets going up against the New York Football Giants. And the Giants are getting plus three. I don't have much on this other than this is going to be one of my five. I think it's a smash spot for the New York Giants. I know the Jets have a tremendous defense, but uh, I'm getting point. I, I know the Giants haven't looked great. I know they coming out came off a weird win against uh, Washington where I don't like just a weird game. 17-14 could have been worse, could have been better, but um, I'm getting points at home uh, against Zach Wilson, so I'm I'm gonna be on that New York Giants smash spot plus three for me. Craig, what do you think? Well, let me tell you what I think about this game to start. Ah, <laughs> uh, never mind. I'm gonna I'm gonna see. I'm gonna oh, wow! Wow! I, I I thought this was definitely a contender for sure. But I yeah, I mean... you know what? I'm gonna do it, but I want to do it as part of a rant for for a different game. Uh, even though I, I do not want Scott Hansen to show this game either. Uh, I'm 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 on the Giants side for the same reason as you. I, I I know it's not a road game for all intents and purposes. Uh, it's going to be kind of a split crowd as these games often are, and no one's traveling. 
But still, I, 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 I'm getting three points to bet against Zach Wilson on, quote-unquote, the road. So I'm going to do that. All right. Uh, Billy, what do you think about this? Giants getting three at home. I mean, this is a Jets team that just went and beat the Eagles, right? Yeah. They did do that. They did do that. I, I think the Jets have been better than the Giants all year. I think the Jets, like, they've played the Bills. They've played the Cowboys. They've played the Chiefs. Like, they have not had an easy run of this. Um, I think the Jets might be a little bit better than they've let on. I, I'm going with the Jets here. I think they're better than the Giants, and I think you're getting some extra points here for free. All right. Uh, next up, the Houston Texans head to Carolina to take on the Panthers, and the Panthers are getting three. This is my official be careful out there game. Um, and not only am I going to say be careful, but I'm going to say be effing careful with this game. Because all of the gambling rules that we've ever held dear are saying you got to take the Carolina Panthers here. This is a home dog coming off a bye. I know both teams are coming off a bye, but still. Uh, this Houston Texans feature a rookie quarterback who looks fantastic, but he's still a rookie quarterback and a rookie head coach who are favored on the road, which historically is not something you want. That said, I'm having trouble pulling the trigger on the Carolina Panthers here. I mean, I know I'm eventually going to do it, but I'm, I'm, I'm hesitant to pull the trigger on this Carolina Panthers team because they are by far and away the worst team in the national football league. And I, I struggle because even when you have like even when you have like a really really bad team, you can still kind of point to a, one or two things that the team does well. I'm struggling to find anything with the Carolina Panthers that they do well, other than occasionally get pressure on the edge with a guy they're probably going to trade. But even then, the, the, those moments are are few and far between. Yeah, like this is not only the be careful out there game, but it's probably going to be the hold your nose play of the week because you got to hold your nose and take the Carolina Panthers. But, man, is, is is that scary. Craig, what do you think? Carolina getting three against Houston at home? I, I feel the same way. It's Carolina, but that this Carolina team does not look good. And this Houston team looks like they're pretty decent, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. Like, if, sure. they, if they finish nine and eight, would you be, like, super shocked? If, if they, I wouldn't be shocked if they're a playoff team. Oh, yeah? Yeah, okay. no. Would not be shocked if this team is a playoff team. C.J. Shroud, I think, is that good. But this would be a game that, yeah, this would be a game you don't want to dip if you're planning on if you're planning on making the playoffs, though. Uh, if if you're the Houston Texans. Oh yeah, if uh, if the Texans want to be involved in the playoffs, they have to get this one. They absolutely mm-hmm. have to get it. Um, yeah, I I I just don't know if I can give up three points with them on the road. Uh, but no, I I can't do it. My first, my first thought was, oh, it's only three. I can take Houston, but the more I thought about it, uh, no, it's, it's still too many. This would be one of those things where if I this was the type of podcast where I have I had a soundboard, I would have that Mike Singletary uh, clip of "Can't do it." <laughs> right? When we're talking about taking the Texans on the road, just can't do it. Uh, what about you, Billy? Panthers getting three, uh, hosting the Texans. Yeah, I'm not. I, I can't hold my nose and take the Panthers. I, I'm going with the Texans because I think they're a better team. But they very much could disappoint you at any moment, so not one of my five. The New England Patriots, coming off their biggest win of the season so far, upsetting the Buffalo Bills, head to Miami to take on the Dolphins. This line opened up at Dolphins minus 10. Took a lot of Patriots sharp money, moved to 9.5, where it stayed there until this morning 
when it announced that Tyreek Hill has not been practicing because of a little hip injury. Uh, and Jalen Waddle had some cryptic comments to the media that made people think that Tyreek's not going on Sunday. Yeah, um, but as it stands right now, it's nine. It's it's Miami minus nine. Um, my stance, as of us recording this podcast, is man, I'm, I'm thinking. I still want to take the Dolphins minus nine, and, and I know that's strange for me. And I have done it in a couple of spots this year where I've been taking a bit of high. I've been taking some high lines. Um, I think uh, this is a, a get-right spot for the Dolphins after they just lost a, a very. Uh... It's tough though because Billichek still got that little defensive magic. It showed up earlier in the year when these two teams played because they only played each other like three weeks ago or something. Where um, you know, like. Obviously, the Dolphins won that game, but, you know, the Patriots were able to make it competitive, at least defensively, versus this uh, juggernaut offense that the Dolphins have. Yeah, Miami uh, scored 24, which uh, less than Miami has uh, been scoring normally, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah that's less than they're accustomed to, for sure. Uh, <laughs> less I, than, I, say, pull the number out of the air, 70. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so, just, yeah, just random number. Uh, I'm, I'm just going to say, right now, from where I'm sitting, it's chalky, but I'm going Dolphins minus nine, but uh, you're, you're waiting to get your money on in this game. Unless you are unless you want to bet the Patriots, then you're getting your money in now, just in case uh, Tyreek Hill is out, because if Tyreek Hill's out, this is going to drop to at least eight, I would imagine. But, um, yeah, so if you, if you want to bet the Patriots, get it in now, but... The side I want is the if you Dolphins. Want to the Patriots get it now. Do it at either Caesars or BetMGM, where it's at nine and a half. Yeah, so you can some places points bet and Bet three sixty five has it at j- j- just nine. Yeah. So keep an I'm eye out for the line nine. that you're. Picking. Yeah, nine nine seems yeah. to be the best. But yeah, as always, you want to do some shopping around to find the best of the number. Uh, I, it's chalky, but uh, water gun to my head on this one. I'm I'm laying the nine with the Dolphins right now. Billy, uh, what do you think? Yeah, Patriots for me. I I, I think. I think the Dolphins' offense is fantastic, uh, but the Patriots' defense has a way of getting the edge on people. Uh, and I'm, I'm not as much of a believer in this Dolphins team as I think a lot of people are. Um, I don't know that they're – and what are they ranked in DVOA? Like probably pretty high, but because of that 70-point game, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so their offense is number one by a significant yeah. margin, by a, a pretty massive. Uh, they're they're like you know they're thirty two point three percent and the Niners have cut up a little bit they're twenty seven point three as far as the number two offense goes the Dolphins overall are sitting at sixth in DVOA right now uh, the number one team new number one through the team this week by the way uh, and I, based on what we saw Sunday I, I don't think anyone's surprised is the Baltimore Ravens yeah okay um, still thinking the the Dolphins have some holes. I I think they're a little overrated, which makes this line a little inflated. I think you're getting a few extra points with the Patriots. I'm taking the Patriots. All right, Craig, tiebreaker on this one. Dolphins land nine. Uh, The half point kind of makes a bit of a difference to me, uh, depending on where you go. But I I, I think I've got to go with New England. I think that the defense will keep this close enough. Like Miami's going to win this game. My one pause, and this is the reason why New England's certainly not going to be one of my five. Uh, the, the Patriots struggled in Miami when Miami was bad and New England was really good. Yeah, it's true. Like, does that transfer over to Belichick maybe struggling in Miami still this time around? Like, the, the, they've had some some weird games out of nowhere that were bad there. Yeah, so, when, when they had 
you know, the greatest of all time, Tom Brady. They, they yeah, were all, and they had you know, a, a significantly better Miami. quarterback and better football team than the one they currently have. So, yeah, I, I again, that's weird, but I, I think I would lean New England or, or lean, lean New England rather just because – I, I think their their defense is probably good enough to keep this game somewhat close. All right. Uh, next up, the Atlanta Falcons head to Tennessee to take on the Titans, and the Falcons are laying three. This is easily, easily going to be my one of, one of my five. Uh, Malik Willis or whoever be damned. Uh, the Titans off a of bye, getting points. Frable's a dog god in spots like this. The Falcons... I mean, they should have done better last. They, they 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 should have scored more points last week, but they didn't. Ritter is an absolute mess. I sweated against Atlanta last week. I don't want to do that again. I need to be on the other side of it. Uh, the Bijan stuff is just weird. Ignore the bird trade because that's just trying to distract you from from betting Tennessee here. Um, I'm 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 on the Titans. This is this is a, a borderline smash spot for me, but it's it's probably going to be one of my five. I'm on the Titans plus three. Billy, what do you think? Yeah, I like the Titans better here. I, I think the Titans are a better team coming off a bye. I think the Falcons have they've managed to look okay, but I really think they're bad. I think they're a, a bad team. Um, so I'm taking the Titans here. I think Henry's going to run wild on these guys. Uh, how about you, Craig? Uh, Falcons getting three in Tennessee. Uh, for starters, Scott Hansen, don't show this game. Mm-hmm. Oh, don't yeah. do it. Desmond Ritter versus I don't need to see Will Malik Willis. Or Malik. <laughs> yeah. well, Malik Willis, Will Levis, I don't care who it is, against Desmond Ritter. Do I need to see that on my TV? No, no certainly not. I don't. Further than that. What the Falcons did, the Bijan Robinson thing this week was offensive. And and look, I understand. No, oh, no one cares about fantasy and no one cares about gambling. They care about the games and the Falcons won. Well, I it, care about gambling, to... fantasy. Like if if you like that is an all time like, what the hell was that fantasy wise? Yeah, for sure. But, and here's the thing. Uh, but but guess what? People do care about gambling and they do care about fantasy football. There is a reason the NFL makes these teams fill out injury reports. It's not for fun. Mm-hmm. It's because those things exist, and they know that's why a lot of people watch these games mm-hmm. to not have to just not give Bijan Robinson the football for an entire game that he wasn't feeling like himself, and not put him on the injury report. Like I don't understand how that doesn't merit a fine of some kind. Like yeah. they are like quote unquote investigating, aren't they still? Or yeah, but usually this yeah. stuff is wrapped up by Tuesday, and it's yeah, exactly, not, yeah. exactly. So, our, and Arthur Smith was was asked about it, and he just kind of chuckled about it. So they're like, "What? Maybe they slap him on the on the wrist or something? I don't know." Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's like, and, and I'm glad the league is at least like, you know, looking at it. But why haven't we already done something? Like, why haven't we said, "Oh, by the way, we're going to find Arthur Blank a quarter mil for what just happened here"? Yeah, like Mike <laughs> Shanahan got fined for screwing with injury reports one time. Yeah, back um, in the old John Elway days, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, think, I forget who they were playing, but he just put like the entire roster as questionable, and the NFL's like, "All right, this is enough." Like, yeah. they, so they they find LeBron Shanahan for that because, like, I forget there was there was someone who actually was questionable, and he wanted to just make it look like like he didn't want it to be obvious who that was. I forget the exact reason for it, but just like the entire roster was questionable, and everybody played, and the NFL like that's enough of this. Uh, but yeah, like this, you know. 
this is ridiculous. And then Smith's like, you know, feigned outrage about it. Oh, the, 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 the media is talking about this and drama sells like, fuck off, man. Like people, again, there, there, there are people that, you know, do daily fantasy, fantasy football. There are people that bet, you know, props on Bijan Robinson and for him to not touch the injury report. And then him quote, quote, not feeling like himself. And you're just going to take him off the field. He was in his pads, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Like, he, yeah. like he was in there on the last drive. He didn't, he never touched the football, but he was in there. Like, yeah. Yeah, fucking ridiculous. Anyway, so I'm cheering for the Falcons to lose the rest of the season because that was. <laughs> uh, I don't want. Are you a Bijan owner? Or... Uh in one of my leagues, yes. But here's the thing. Yeah. Uh, I would have lost. Like, I would have lost this week if Bijan had 50. So I'm not even worried about that. Well, maybe not. 50, but if he had 40. Because <laughs> uh, I was just playing the guy that, that totally went off. Doesn't matter. But what yeah. does matter is. This is just not how the league should be run. And and like if no. he was benched or, or they didn't want to give him touches for a disciplinary reason, like that's that's different. Come out mm-hmm. and say that and be an adult and talk about it as opposed mm-hmm. to whatever the hell this is. So screw the Falcons, screw Arthur Smith. I'm taking the Titans in this game. <laughs> All right. Billy, it's been uh, that was such a great rant. I forgot if I even got your opinion on this game yet. I think you said Titans, right? You yeah. did. It was I the, did. I Sorry, know. yeah. I don't own Bijan, so I'm not as salty as Craig is. <laughs> I, I, I'd be clear, again, Bijan could have had a big day, and I still would have lost in, the, in that particular league. But I just, I, I just think that that's no. something the league shouldn't have. And yeah. look, like, like, you know, Roger Goodell would, you know, if you ask him about fantasy football, he'd be like, oh, yeah, you know, we like fantasy football, ha, 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 and it's on our website. But if you ask him in his heart of hearts, like, how big a deal is fantasy football to you? He would say, massive. Absolutely. Massive. Probably the because second biggest thing. Scott, do not show this game. Mm-hmm. Like, people will still watch that game because of fantasy and gambling, even if their team's not involved. That That's part of what makes this league run, yeah. obviously. Yeah. Fan- fantasy's got to be the number two most important thing. thing other than the actual, uh, the, like, yes. the other than the, the NFL actual is, NFL to them. Yeah. Absolutely. The NFL is the biggest thing on television, far and away. It's the second biggest property in entertainment right now in, on the planet. The biggest, somewhat coincidentally, is dating tight end of the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, but <laughs> uh, it's massive. It's huge. And fantasy football is one of the reasons why. So don't screw around with it. Yeah. To quote George Costanza, worlds are colliding. Uh, all right. Next up, uh, the Minnesota Vikings head to Green Bay to take on the Packers. The Packers are getting one at home. The Packers... Just lost to your boys, Craig, the Denver Broncos. Uh, the Minnesota Vikings, your boys, Bill, yes, just sir. came off a pretty massive win on uh, Monday night against the San Francisco 49ers where Kirk Cousins had the game of his life. So much so that it prompted uh, Troy Aikman mm-hmm. when it was never easier at any point during Kirk Cousins' career to declare him a top 10 <laughs> quarterback in the league. Uh, was during that Monday night football game when he basically had the the on fire shoes from NBA Jam. Uh, yep. That that was the moment that Troy Aikman decided to say, "I think he's a top ten quarterback in the NFL." <laughs> when it was in that exact moment, yeah. when it was never easier than to say that. Yeah. It was a bold opinion, Troy. Yeah, bold. Um, that was a heck of a game. Uh, it it um, that that the one at, are not bad. They, they're figuring no. like they had a very young secondary coming into the season, and they're figuring out a little bit, aren't they? Those guys yeah. back there, like yeah, they are. Like 
uh, running game is still atrocious. We'll wait and see if Cam Akers uh, gets to be better. And you know they're, they're Akers young receivers. Good when he gets the ball. I don't under like we're 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 doing too much Madison here. Akers has got to get the ball more. And we got to do a little more Ty Chandler too. I think. Yeah, perhaps. Um, Packers look terrible. That said, this uh, I'm I'm sorry to say this, Billy. Uh, this is a fade the Viking spot. Uh, this is a a classic classic gambling buy low, sell high moment. The, the, the Vikings are, are, they just beat a team that everybody thinks is the, is the, the, like the NFC Super Bowl contender right now. They're still second in DVOA even after that game. Uh, and the Packers lost to the Denver Broncos, Craig, who are, you know, bottom five in the league at least. And, you know, some people think it's the worst team. I personally think they're a little bit friskier. But the Packers will never be lower this season, I don't think. And the Vikings, I doubt, will be higher. It is a classic take the uh, take the Packers as a home dog in a divisional matchup. Uh, it, it irks me to say this because everybody here knows my personal feelings on the Green Bay Packers. But this is just, it's what, what it's going to be. It's going to be, I'm going to be on Green Bay in this one. Billy, what do you think about your boys laying one uh, at Lambeau? I, I think the Vikings are a significantly better team than the Packers. I do. Um, I, I think the Vikings have had their struggles this year, but if you went back and cleaned up some of those fumbles, I mean, obviously those are huge game-changing plays, many of them in the red zone. All of a sudden, you're looking at a team that might be, what, like 5-2? and two? Um, I think the Vikings are, are, are quite good, and they struggled early, but they're looking better now. Are they beat San Francisco every single week good? No. I, I don't think they are. Are they beat a bad Green Bay team in Green Bay? I think they are. So I'm taking the Vikings here. I'm willing to trust them because I don't trust Green Bay. All right, Craig, tiebreaker on this one. Uh, Aaron Jones still looks um, looks a little banged up. Christian Watson uh, hobbled the practice the knee injury. Uh, Devondre Campbell uh, back at practice, but he's missed some time. Jared Alexander didn't play against Denver. Uh, he's got that back injury. So this is a banged-up Packers team, too. Now, the Vikings, of course, are missing their best player. Um, I Jordan Addison's uh, player. Is he their best player? I forgot all about the other guy. <laughs> yeah, no, the, there's, a, there's another guy who's better than him. Uh, maybe maybe look up some highlights. Um, I, I, I'm still leading Minnesota, though. Did the Vikings draft another star receiver? Because it kind of feels like they may, may have done that. Certainly looks like it. I like, mean, everybody today was pointing out... Uh, he's, Addison looks like he's pretty. Mm-hmm. He looks very good. I think Kevin O'Connell has created a lot of star receivers, so some of that might be just good play calling. Sure. Like, yeah, but like you know, this is a guy like you know the the play he made on his long touchdown when like Cousins threw the ball right to the 49ers guy, and Addison's like, you know what, I'm just gonna take this and score. Like that's that's a star play, you know. Yeah, that's a star play. Yeah, that was such uh, a brain fart by the that that was like an all time brain fart because that shit that happens in Madden, right? Like that was that was not good by the uh, by, oh, by the uh, by, by the Niners on that play by like sending everybody <laughs> and leaving one guy back with no help. <laughs> like what was that? Uh, you know, granted, almost yeah, worked. It, was, it almost worked because Cousins made a lousy throw. Yeah, know? but yeah. yeah, everybody's been pointing at. Uh, what was it? Uh, the Chargers for Quentin jo- the Quentin Johnson pick, right? Because I mean, uh, obviously Jackson Smith and Jigba went right before him, and then they took Quentin Johnson, and then right after him it was Zay Flowers and Jordan Addison. Just 
whoops right just looking yeah. like an all just looking like an all-time whoops uh, obviously if we had a chance to do that draft over again like amongst the receivers that went in that little run there mm-hmm. we'd probably go first right now maybe uh certainly oh. certainly an argument for sure all right uh next game the... oh sorry no go ahead I'm leaving Minnesota here as well. Okay. All right. Uh, Rams head to Dallas to take on the Cowboys. This opened up at Cowboys minus six, and some money's come in on the Cowboys, and it is uh, minus six and a half right now for the Cowboys. Um, I don't think this game will get to a seven because I think the Sharps are the Sharps already came in on the Cowboys minus the six, and I think Vegas knows that if they move it to the full seven, the Sharps will come back in on the Rams. So that's probably a bad idea for, for Vegas. So I don't think this will get to the full seven, but uh, I kind of like the Cowboys here. Uh, I I like the better at the six, obviously the six and a half is uh, freaking me out a little bit, but I I think this is a good spot for the Cowboys coming off a bye uh, to get the Rams. Uh, It's not going to be one of my five, but my lean is likely to Dallas. And the only thing I'll say about this one don't put Dallas in your survivor pool picks because this is the type of game where they get weirdly clipped if you take them in survivor, despite the fact that I'm telling everybody to lay six of them. Uh, Craig, what do you think? Like Cow- the over. The you over like the over 45. in this game. Interesting. Okay. I can see that. I kind of like, I think the Rams offense will be able to score against this defense. Like in, in a, in a world where the, the Cowboys don't have Trayvon Diggs, like can't we see Puka Nakua and Cooper cup just being able to, to do things in this game? It's a good game. Dallas is 10th in DVOA. Uh, LA is 13th. Uh, yeah, Pukunuku. That, that catch he made on the sideline was incredible. Oof, he, insane. Yeah, he, he, was, yeah. he was so good in that game. Yeah, and it, it looks like, you know, we're getting some, are they the best receiver 1-2 uh, tandem in the league? Uh, buzz. They got, they got a case for it. I mean, there's a couple teams that got cases, obviously, but it, it's, it's a pretty golden age for wide receiver duos right now. Uh, you know, the two Vikings guys when they get healthy, the two Dolphins guys, the two Rams guys now, it looks like it's... Bengals guys. Bengals guys, of course. Yeah, it's a lot of, a lot of fun. A lot of fun for sure. Although I think he's still a little, not quite himself, but yeah, there's yes. some good teams with good players. Uh, I like uh, I like the Rams in this one. I it, Especially, like, it, I, I think you're right. I don't know if it gets to the seven, but if it gets to the seven, I would... I would take the Rams for sure. Oh yeah. I just, it's, it's a no brainer for me if it gets to the seven, but like I said, I don't think it does. Cause I think Vegas is staring at what we're obviously they're staring at what we're staring at and going, if we go to the seven, that's going to be a mistake. <laughs> right. Possible. Yeah. Uh, Billy, what about you? Tiebreaker on this one? Cowboys currently laying six and a half. Yeah. I'm with the Cowboys on this one. I, I'm not ready to trust the, I, I think that offense is incredibly high powered. I love the idea of betting the over, uh, but I think the Cowboys are a, a better defense than the Rams defense. So the Cowboys are going to get a few more stops and that's going to be the difference maker. Yeah, I'll say this. If there's a bet in this game, I like it's the, it's the over, especially if you can find it at the 45 mm-hmm. as opposed yeah. to the, I know for some have it at 46, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, as an example, points bet has it at 45. An example, I know I think Caesars has it at 46 either way. Uh, I would uh, try to find the 45 and, and, and bet the over because I think there's going to be some points in this game. All right. Uh, next up, the Philadelphia Eagles head to Washington to take on the Commanders. The Eagles are sitting at 7th in DVOA, despite the fact they put a whooping on uh, the Miami Dolphins in that, that Sunday night. It was, a, it was a good game, 
Um, they obviously they got a lot of there was a little bit of uh, a little bit of referee help in that game from the Eagles, but I don't think it was egregious. Like I don't look at that game. I mean, yeah, the face mask was pretty bad, but then hurts through the interception. The Anyway, it kind yeah. of just got pretty quick. So it was a total ball don't – yeah, that was a ball don't lie pick six for sure. Uh, but, I mean, I don't look at that game and go – yeah, I mean, yeah, there were a couple of – you know, people were showing holding calls they could have called on the Eagles and maybe maybe that, you know, stalls a couple of their drives. But, man, the Eagles just kind of ran the ball down they, – they, they just out-muscled the, uh, the Dolphins in that game. So I, I, don't, I don't feel like the, the wrong team won that game. No. Uh, for sure. That said, gambling-wise from this one, if you don't have the stomach, if you don't have the gall, if you don't have the chutzpah, mm-hmm. uh, you're staying away from this game because you're taking the Washington Commanders getting six and a half at home in a divisional dog, uh, as a divisional home dog, man. And this Washington team has just, especially in the last few years, they've weirdly kept games close. Like, didn't they end the Eagles' undefeated streak last year? They did. With- with, I'll, uh, I'll tell you right now, Commanders one of my five. Yeah, it's the Commanders for sure. You got to have the chutzpah for it, though, for 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 real. Uh, so, so Craig, yeah, you're you're on Washington like me. Yeah, where's the money coming from this game? Do we think that it's possible this might get to the full touchdown if you wait nah, a little bit? I mean, I so. maybe. I well, because there's no, I I don't think the public is going to lay six and a, or sorry, the sharps aren't going to come in on the six and a half with the Eagles to push it to the seven. And then I don't think that, um, and the public. There won't be enough public tickets yeah. on this to move the line. Yeah, that's probably yeah. that's good. That's Either I mean, way, I like the I like six and a half for sure. Yeah, me too. Me too, very much. So it leaves the back door open. Plus, who knows? Maybe the commanders. Like, I might have some on the commanders money line in this game because weird crap always happens when the commanders and the Eagles hook up in Washington. Uh, Billy, what do you think? Eagles laying three and or sorry, six and a half in Washington. Yeah, it's a little high for a division division line here. Um, I, I'm I'm taking the Commanders. I'm not as passionate as you guys are. Um, I'm leaning Commanders, but not one of my five. Last game of the one o'clock slate. I mean, it's a. I mean, we got nine in the one o'clock slate, and then four. It's it's not a great week as far as, despite the fact we've got all 32 teams going in terms of matchups. It's not. That's sexy right now. But anyway, last game of the 1 o'clock slate, the New Orleans Saints head into Indianapolis to take on the Colts. The Colts, who got absolutely hosed in that game against the Browns at the end of that. Um, The Saints, who in classic fashion on Thursday night, just dropping balls all over the place. Good Lord. Um, We might have, not since, I was saying to Craig, not since Tim Tebow, Kyle Orton, has there been a 2020 quarterback situation quite like Carr Taysom Hill where we have right now, where Carr should only be used in between the 20s, and then the second they get to the red zone, it should only be Taysom Hill taking the snaps uh, under center because, man, Carr cannot finish. Now, that said, Carr made that beautiful pass to whoever that tight end was that dropped the ball. That that was – Foster Moreau. Yeah, that should have tied the game, yeah. yes. Yeah. Uh, this line opened up at Saints plus one and a half, and I got on the Saints plus the one and a half, and uh, it's now down to a pick The Sharps have come in and obliterated the one and a half, and it's a pick and it's likely to stay there. Maybe you see it get to Saints minus one, uh, but uh, you're not going to be... Uh, I mean, Metu had a hell of a game against the best defense in the league, the Cleveland Browns, but 
that's sad. That was such a weird game. He got a couple of short fields thanks to the weirdness from uh, thanks to the weirdness from uh, Deshaun Watson. Uh, we'll discuss. Yeah, that Watson when we get... gets hurt again. Walker yeah. wasn't great, but well, he had some good moments and not good moments, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, like you would expect from a, a guy of PJ Walker's ilk, but uh, it, but you know, credit credit to do Menchu, he took advantage of his opportunities in the game, and the Colts probably should have won that game. That was a a abysmal pass interference call at the end of the game. Uh, I'm still on the Saints, although you're not getting the best of the number anymore. Menchu can't throw against this against zone defenses, and and the Saints loves them some zone defense, and the defense is pretty good. So I'm 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 on the Saints uh, currently as a pick 'em. Billy, what do you think on this one? Saints Colts. Yeah, I don't love either of these teams, so I, I think I like the Saints side of it, but no strong feelings for these ones, so give me the Saints, like it better, not placing any units here. Uh, it's a surprisingly good matchup DVOA-wise, Craig. Uh, Colts are 12th, and New Orleans is uh, 15. Yeah, that's, that's a yeah. decent little yeah. football game here. Uh, it's a pick uh, Yeah, I, uh, I, I think I'm... I think I'm leaning Colts, though. Yeah, okay. I, I, I know the Saints got this good defense, uh, but you know, the Colts held their own against a good defense last week, so I think I'm leaning Colts. All right. Uh, Scott Hansen game. Uh, if Falcons, Titans, Jets, Giants are getting a share of the Scott Hansen game. Uh, marquee matchup, man. Uh, I guess it's Jaguars, Steelers. Is it, though? Oh, man. Rams Cowboys, I suppose, um, would be the most entertaining, but that's got kind of a high I, I line. Think so. Rams, I, I think the, the, the game I'm looking forward to watching from an entertainment perspective is, is Rams Cowboys for sure. I, yeah. think, I think you're right. Yeah, marquee matchup. We'll, we'll go with Rams Cowboys for the one o'clock slate. On to the four o'clock slate, and first up, we got the Cleveland Browns coming off an aforementioned somewhat of a robbery. Uh, but it, it did take some sack to run it on that fourth down play. Although you could run it on the fourth. I remember saying right before the snap, I'm like, hey, you can run it on this fourth down play. And then they did. Um, Seahawks, this line opened up at minus three, and I was all over the Seahawks minus the three. It is now Seahawks minus three and a half, which uh, that's a big half point. We're getting the hook on this. This is with the news that it looks like it's going to be um, – it's going to be P.J. Walker. Deshaun Watson is out, but also Jerome Ford is out for this game. So you're going to get a full game of Kareem Hunt, who's only been back for a couple of weeks now. So I think that fact Hunt didn't well. practice it either. Eh, interesting. And the Sharps came in on the Seahawks, so there's a lot of... It might be Pierre Strong time for this game. but Yeah, so there's a lot of reasons for the, for the move here. Um, I'm still on the Seahawks, although I'm not getting the best of the numbers, so it's not going to be one of my five anymore, but I'll, I've, I've already got a bunch of units on the Seahawks minus the three. Uh, the Seahawks, they can stop the run, and the Browns can't move the ball downfield without running it, so... Uh, the biggest one for me, despite the fact it's super low at 38 and a half, the under is where my money is where most of my units are going to be in this game. Uh, but you know, that's tough. 38 and a half is not a lot of points, but yeah, the under uh, for me in this game, Craig, what do you think? Seahawks currently laying three and a three and a half. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I keep going back and forth on this one. I don't trust the Seahawks offense against Cleveland's defense. Say that much right now. I do not. I, I, I think it's a stay away from me, but I'm leaning Cleveland. All right. All right. Uh, Billy, tiebreaker on this one, then. Ooh, uh, I, I think it's the Seahawks. Uh, I agree that I think the Browns are going to have a lot of trouble moving the ball. 
Uh, I think the Seahawks would be able to get uh, a few extra points there. I, yeah, would like to get it at the three like you did, but I'm still thinking Seahawks here. I think they're better. Next up, the Kansas City Chiefs head into Denver to take on your boys, Craig, the Denver Broncos. Uh, this line opened up at Broncos minus eight and a half, and the Sharps, uh, sorry, the Broncos plus eight and a half, and the Sharps obliterated the eight and a half, and now it's uh, Broncos getting seven and a half at home. Um, this is a classic. Bet MGM, you can get it at seven if you want Kansas City. Uh, Caesars, you can get it at eight if you want uh, if you want Denver. So th- there yeah. is some uh, discrepancy on this particular line. Yeah, I have. It, it seems like it's settled around seven and a half based on what you're saying. Um, I got a little bit of money in on the Broncos at uh, plus eight, so I'm happy about that. This is just a classic pros versus Joes matchup. All of the pros are going to be on the Broncos, and all of the public are going to be on the Chiefs. And to the Chiefs' credit, we bang on them for never being too great against the spread. They're five and two against the spread this year, so they've been a lot better. Uh, they've been getting some shorter lines, I think, but uh, and then last week, the fucking Chargers, man, that that interception that 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 Herbert threw in the, in the, in the, we're, we're going to get to the charges though. We're, we're going to give them a come up because I'm at my wits end with the, with the Los Angeles Chargers. Um, yeah. Pros, Joe's you're on the Broncos. Uh, what, what say you Craig, about your boys, uh, getting seven and a half at home. I, I just don't like the defense had an okay time against Jordan love. They're not playing against Jordan love this week. They're playing against somebody else. And he's they already, good, they already played Kansas city at home though. And, and it, it, and it yeah, exactly but that a... was the very, that was the very classic. Like, you know, we're not, we're going to not try to do too much Kansas city that we've seen over the years. That's why I'm saying it. that's I, a reason I, I think you should be taking the Broncos seven and a half. The Chiefs play with their food, man. They do that. They 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 do just enough to win. And I could see them being up by it, like it, the exact same way the last Broncos game ended, where they were up uh, by like you know like less than like five. They were up by three or whatever against the Broncos, right? Because that was the uh, no, that was the Jets game, right? Where he slid at the one. Yeah. Uh, I'm thinking of a different game, but I I could see I could see what happened in that Jets game. Uh, be what happens here where the Chiefs are up like five with the ball with like six minutes left and they just go on a six minute drive and then kneel it out in the Broncos red zone. Yeah. There is some buzz in the entertainment community that there there will be a certain star at this particular game. (laughs) Okay. Uh, uh, I I don't know if that, I don't know what that means, but the, the, the Kansas city's never lost with her in the stands. Um, and as Andy Reid said after the game, you know, when he someone read him Travis Kelsey's line, he's like, well, she can keep coming to the games. Um, (laughs) so I, I I say, no, it's, it's, look, it's a division game road team. You're Mm -hmm. the road team is giving up a a full touchdown. Like logic says you take Denver here. I get that. Uh, what about you, Billy chiefs currently land seven and a half. So I'm going to make a incredibly bold prediction here. Uh, and that's we see some Blaine Gabbert in this game. I, I think they're going to be up by 30. I think this defense is a bit. I, I, I think the Broncos are going to get dusted. Um, they are. The defense is bad. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that like I, I would I would want to bet the Chiefs here with at a higher line. I, I just think the Broncos have struggled against the pass. And that's the one thing the Chiefs do really. Yeah, they play with their food. But I think when when they start going deep, I think there's going to be a lot of people going real deep. 
Um, I, I think there's going to be a lot of touchdowns here. What's the over-under? What are we looking at? 47? 46, 46 and a half. You almost nailed it there. Yeah, yeah. I, I like the Chiefs a heck of a lot more. I'd bet the over, too. I think the Chiefs are going to score a lot. Ooh, Billy predicting Broncos slaughter. <laughs> oh man, stop, stop! I understand. He's already dead. <laughs> I, I get it. I get it. Yeah. yeah, I get it. Um, all right, here's a fun game to talk about: the Cincinnati Bengals head into San Francisco to take on the Niners. This line opened up at San Francisco minus five and a half, and I got on the Bengals plus the five and a half. Uh, Bengals are coming off a bye week. Who needed a bye week more than the Cincinnati Bengals? I think the answer is nobody. And hopefully one more week to get, you know, the likes of T. Higgins and Joe Burrow uh, 100% healthy. And then you had the 49ers short week coming off a two weeks in a row where Brock Purdy was, you know, you know, it's been a tough couple of weeks for the Brock Purdy isn't a game manager crowd. Um that second intercept, that game-ending intercept. Because, like, once that uh, the Vikings kicker, Bill, missed that field goal to go up eight, because uh, Kevin O'Connell turtled, which I couldn't believe because he, he historically has not been that guy. But, man, did he get conservative and turtled. And then they missed the field goal, and I was sitting there going, oh, great, now the you know Niners are going to take it down and, and win the damn game. And then, man, Turdy, or, or Purdy with an absolute Turdy of an interception. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know what he saw in that last well, one, because that uh, was straight see, uh, to a defender. May I, inform, may I inform this conversation? Yeah. Uh, not you guys saw, but Brock Purdy missed today's 49ers yes. practice because he's in concussion protocol. Yes, and so I was going to get that. Why he mm-hmm. had such a bad throw at the end of that game was because he had suffered a concussion moments earlier. Very good point, Craig, uh, which I was just going to bring up. That. Because this line is Niners minus three and a half right now. Uh, which means we're staring at, I, I know he's in concussion protocol, but the fact they moved this two full points tells me Vegas knows that uh, taking snaps for the San Francisco 49ers this weekend is going to be Sam Darnold. So we are currently getting the hook at three and a half. Uh, and uh, I've already got the Bengals on the five and a half. Now that it's three and a half, I got no choice but to come back in on the San Francisco 49ers and hope that uh, Kyle Shanahan can work his magic. Uh, with Sam Darnold as well. Uh, I know Debo's still going to be out. Uh, McCaffrey scored two, so I'm, I'm two touchdowns, so I'm not worried about the oblique. But, um, yeah, I, I got to come back in on the Niners with the three and a half, despite the fact I have the Bengals plus five and a half. And then maybe I can get lucky in middle this game. Billy, what do you think? Niners laying three and a half, and looks like Sam Darnold's playing for the Niners. Ooh, not... I'm not a huge believer in the Bengals, uh, and I'm a believer in the 49ers system. Three and a half. I think I'm still taking the Niners. I really am. The Bengals have struggled so much this year uh, that they've been doing it against bad teams. They're playing a good defense now. I think you're going to see some mistakes and turnovers. I think uh, the Niners will be in a good position to play a conservative game and still win by that spread. So give me the Niners. All right. Uh, Craig, what do you think about the current state of this game with the Niners giving the hook at three and a half? I'm of, of two minds here. One, uh, Bengals coming off a bye. So this will likely be the healthiest mm-hmm. version of Joe Burrow and T. Higgins we've seen in a little bit. Yeah. And that is obviously very relevant here. Might help uh, that 23rd-ranked DVOA, right? 
Like, can you believe that? Like the offense with those guys is twenty third. Un- unreal. That's got to um, normalize, right? Like we have a perfectly logical oh, yeah. explanation of all the that good players have been hurt. Unless, unless there's more injuries, that number by the end of the year will be a single digit. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm <laughs> certain. Of. So, what, the mat, the question is, when do we start seeing things trend up? And maybe after the buy is the time. Um, but I, you know, and I look at. What Bill said, though, and, and this is what the, the deciding factor is for me. I don't know if going from Sam Darnold or going to Sam Darnold from Brock Purdy is worth moving this line two points. It may not even be worth, worth moving this line any points at all, because I think Sam Darnold has more physical tools than Purdy does. We'll see how he does in this offense, but we've seen Kyle Shanahan turn that guys into sort of these robotic decision makers, and with all these dudes, they have. I know they won't have Debo Samuel. They have all these dudes around uh, to make plays. I think this offense is going to be just fine with uh, with Darnold at quarterback, and I think you're getting an extra, you're getting a free point, point and a half here if you go with the Niners minus three and a half. So that's what I'm going to do. But I'm really looking forward to this football game. Yeah, I, that's why I had to come back in on the Niners three and a half. Completely agree. Uh, next up, the Baltimore Ravens, number one ranked in DVOA, coming off absolutely obliterating uh, my. De- beloved Detroit Lions in that uh, afternoon game. Man, that was 28 nothing before the Lions even had a first down. Just just over from the get-go. Ravens laying 8.5 against the Cardinals in Arizona. Um, this is a trap spot for the Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens have a three-game homestand coming up after this. This is the last... Uh, you know, this is their. I think they're they're they they were in Baltimore last weekend. Now they're in. Uh, the best advice I can give for this game is um, bet the Cardinals in the first half of this game, because for whatever reason, once that ha- you know once that you know gun goes off at halftime, the Cardinals just fall apart in the second half. I'm on the Cardinals plus eight and a half because I think the line's a bit too high. Um, Baltimore is probably going to be the biggest public play of the week. So I'm, I'm going to fade them with the Cardinals, especially coming off. Like, you know that the public is going to be all over the Ravens in Arizona laying eight and a half after what they did to my Lions last week. So it's it's never that easy for the public. So I'll, I'll bet the Cardinals cover this with some sort of gross backdoor cover. And, you know, the Ravens just kind of get their close win and move move on into their, their three-game homestand. So just like somewhat of a trap spot for me. Uh, and like I said, the best advice I can give you is bet the Cardinals in the first half. Uh, as well, because they tend to fall apart in the second half. Uh, yeah, so that's it. Cardinals plus eight and a half for me. Ravens probably going to win this game, but uh, I think Cardinals keep it close. Billy, what do you think? Cardinals getting eight and a half at home against Baltimore. Ooh, yeah, I, I think I like the points here. Um, I, I know the Ravens put a stomping on last week, but I, I don't know that they're that good. Um, I, I, so I think you might be a bit inflated here, so I'm taking the Uh, what about you, Craig? Uh, Baltimore Ravens laying eight and a half on the road. No, I'm the Cardinals are one of my five. I, I just think this is a game where, you know, maybe, maybe things don't go quite as easily for Baltimore. Uh, I think the Cardinals are going to be one of my five. It, 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 it's, it's too many for a road game. Uh, I, I'm, I'm taking Arizona. Somebody pointed out that so far in the last three or so weeks, uh, maybe even four that the team that's kind of come out of Sunday as the, you know, the, the number one ranking by like the, you know, the, the team that Stephen A. Smith is going to go out there on, on Tuesday night and say, this team is the best team and they're going to win the Super Bowl and whatnot, uh, has 
suffered a, a devastating loss the next week. And the Baltimore Ravens have had two of the st- – like, they could easily be 7-0 and with this team, if not for two of the dumbest losses – in the season so yep. far, which is what has them at five and two, but like so, so it's in there. It, it, like Baltimore's capable of losing a stupid game, but like you know, the Lions last week were kind of the darling team. Everybody was like number one in the power rankings and whatnot, and then Baltimore obliterates them. The week before that, it was, uh, it, it was San Francisco, right? Like San Francisco, they were five and zero, oh, and now they're you know, and and they're heading in to face you know PJ Walker in Cleveland. They're easily going to clean that up. Well, now they've lost two in a row, and and it's and before that it was Buffalo. I think it, it's it, yeah Dallas yeah. getting yeah, Dallas losing to Arizona yeah. was one of those two. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, you know it's a little little something to be said there. So it might be Baltimore's turn this week. We'll see. Uh, marquee matchup: the four o'clock slate, easily Bengals Niners. Sunday nighter, holy guac. You guys, how is this the Sunday night? You couldn't flex like I flex doesn't start until like week eight or week nine or something. Uh, it is week eight. <laughs> like, yeah, sorry, but it's 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 later than this. But I yeah, know. I don't like like if you if aren't you get some Rams Cowboys in there? Get Rams Cowboys in there. It's it, it, like yeah, it, like it aren't be... you some executive at NBC? And you're yeah. looking at this, and you're like, you're you're calling Roger Goodell's office or whoever it is you deal with in the at the NFL from the TV perspective, yeah. and just like reaming them out, like what the fuck is this? Yeah. Like you know, like just like you know, like we can't we can't have we can't have Niners uh can't have Niners Bengals you know yeah we can't have that... like give us yeah give us Cowboys Rams give us the New York teams who cares give us yeah. Broncos Chiefs at least we might get Taylor Swift. Yeah, it's on that it's this. Bears, I mean Bears coming off a W. I I hesitate to say this. But Emmanuel Acho was fucking right <laughs> about about Justin Herbert and I like man, I'm so well, this, fucking Remember what we I said at the, about him at the start of the season. We were talking about okay, what's the ceiling for this Chargers team? But I said like don't you got to show me winning some football games? Like yeah. at, at some point we've got to win a lot of football games, right? And that just ha- that just consistently doesn't happen with this team. No, they're not getting it done, and 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 for whatever reason, he doesn't get any goddamn criticism. I don't get it. If this was Lamar Jackson, they'd be like tearing him a new corn shoot. And again, I don't want to make this. Now, a, a, I will like say a, this: a black I will white say this thing. But Herbert. fuck off! With, I will with, say, with, like Herbert. That, there, there, I'm sure there's some of that, but I'll yeah. say this for Justin Herbert: eighth in DVOA on offense, 29th in defense. Yeah. All right. So, like the problems are occurring when he's not out there. Is yeah, but that's that's it. a fair clapback for sure. But yeah. go win some football games though, right? Like yeah. go win some games. Chargers are laying nine. We got a nine point. This is the highest line of the week. We got a nine point favorite in the Sunday night football game. Well, I guess it's tied with Dolphins Patriots because that one's come down a little bit. But holy god! And I it, is this it, not Survivor pick though? No, I'm not putting Survivor. I'm not putting the Chargers in a Survivor pick. I'm I'm, I'm not, even against. Likely a backup quarterback for a bad football team at home. Oh God! Do you put the Chargers as a survivor pick? I I I was staring at the next game. Like here's the thing: if you're using the Chargers, this is it. If you don't use the Chargers this week, you're never using them. Yeah, you're right. So I guess we got to use the I guess we got to use the Chargers. I was I was staring at the the Detroit like, Lions for for this, but I, I guess well, Detroit's a... gonna gonna play this very same Bears team later in the season. 
That's true. Yeah, I guess it's the Chargers. But um, that said, gambling wise, you're supposed to take the Bears, but like, no thanks for me. I'm Can't not, do uh, it. This it's a stay away game. It's a stay away game of the Sunday nighter. Fuck off. Like absolutely fuck off. Ah, uh, Billy. And, like, said, look, sorry, and I know that the NFL schedule maker didn't realize that Tyson Bajet was going to be part of this. True, obviously, yeah. But this never. But even when we a... thought Justin yeah. Fields was going to be part of this, why? Why was this ever a good idea? Yeah, this match. I, I, I guess we all, and I'm guilty of this a little bit because I think I had some Bears uh, over futures and stuff like that. So uh, I'm, I'm guilty of falling a bit for the Bears hype train at the beginning of the year, just because I thought they had some nice pieces and they finally got Fields a weapon with more. And I, I I thought they were due to make not a huge leap, but at least look better. And I think their over under was only like seven or something like that. So, um, but obviously that's not gonna happen. God, Billy, what do you think? Uh, Los Angeles Chargers laying nine nine uh, uh, against the Chicago Bears. Yeah, it's the Bears. Not laying that many with the Chargers. Um, you just gotta hope that the Chargers play a conservative game and win by a narrow margin but i want nothing to do with this one sunday night or otherwise all right craig what about you bears bears but, yeah me too like yeah i've already i've already talked too much about this football game <laughs> yeah fair enough uh monday nighter the Las Vegas Raiders uh, coming in at a tight 30th in DVOA will be facing the Detroit Lions 5th in DVOA after a three-spot drop, getting just absolutely handled on, on that Sunday night game. That was was never close. And, um, and uh, you know, like Dan, Dan Campbell kind of packed it in in the second half there and just said, like, let's get out of here without anybody getting hurt on the road, get ready for Las Vegas, which I agreed with because it just, it just wasn't working in that game. And you're going to have that happen sometimes. Uh, obviously, you know, because I – and I could say this because I've accused of being been accused of being a traitor online by uh, Lions fans. There are certain marks that have to happen for me to believe that the culture has changed fully and completely with the Detroit Lions. And to their credit, they've hit some this year. Um, one of my favorite uh, things going – uh, dialogue-wise going into that uh, Ravens game last week was the notion that the Detroit Lions haven't beat anybody good um, except for the defending Super Bowl champions in their building on the opening night, <laughs> who, who are 6-1. Which six is, and by one. the way, a team that has not lost to anybody else since that happened. So, yeah, that was my favorite thing, right? It was like, it was like a fully healthy, a fully healthy uh, <laughs> uh, Kansas City Chiefs Defending Super Bowl champions in their building on the opening night of the season. That was the Lions' only, only you know, victory worth noting. I'm like, oh yeah, just that one, eh? <laughs> just the defending Super Bowl champions in their building. That one, that one doesn't carry a lot of weight for for the pundits out there making making Ravens points, which I got because the Ravens are a damn good team. Uh, right, yeah, that, that... the Lions had a game where every single thing goes wrong on the yeah. road against a no team, game. and they got the Ravens yeah. in the first half. They got the Ravens to do a couple of third and long situations, like okay, the mm-hmm. Lions can get the ball back, and we'll see what happens. And then just the pass rush doesn't get there, and Lamar makes mm-hmm. a guy or two miss and finds somebody open or scrambles for a first down. And that that happened several times. They got to to third and a, a decent distance, and the Ravens were able to convert. The other thing I didn't like 
is is people are clowning on Jack Campbell and, and who's who's like who's had a nice year. And I know some people didn't love the draft pick, but Jack Campbell, I think, is is for a rookie linebacker, has had a nice year. I think he's been yeah. good. And people are clowning on Jack Campbell because he got uh, tricked by a, a Ravens fake handoff. He went and tackled the running back, and Lamar ran past him. Like, why are we doing that? Like, yeah. Lamar tricked a guy that never happens. Like that fucking happens yeah. all the time. Like, yeah, that that one, very good for ten years. Like, yeah, that's, that's what Lamar Jackson does. That's why Lamar Jackson's good at this is he's able mm. to make people think the ball's going to one guy and it goes to somebody else. Or he may, he's able to make people think it's a run. It turns out it was a pass. Oh, it was a trick. That's how this entire offense has been built like this whole time. So I don't understand why we're doing that. Um, I, I think the Ra- I think the Lions win this week and they win big. Give me the Lions plus the uh, or minus the eight rather. Yeah, so that what I was what I was leading up to there for sure was yep. this is another this is another stepping stone as far as culture change for the Detroit Lions because if you are truly a top five team in DVOA, you are playing at home a bottom three team in DVOA in the Las Vegas Raiders. If you are truly the Detroit Lions, this new culture change, Detroit Lions, this is what I am calling a honorary. This is a Dan Campbell kneecap spot right here. You go in there Monday night as an eight point, eight and a half point favorite against a clearly inferior Las Vegas Raiders team, and you leave no doubt if you're the Detroit Lions. You go out there and basically repeat what the Baltimore Ravens did to you. On on Monday night to the Las Vegas Raiders. Repeat just, what you did to the Green Bay Packers on a Thursday a couple weeks ago. That's exactly right. Just have that game again. Yeah, like you you go out there and you just like the Raiders are never in it. It's never close. You go out there and you, you don't you don't squeak by and get a win. You this I like I need this game to never be close. Right, like it's it's that that that's like another stepping especially stone. Especially if it's in, Aiden O'Connell or Brian Hoyer. But uh, it looks like it's going to be Jimmy, though. It, it does look like Jimmy's going to play in this game, though. Uh, the way. Well, so uh, so he hasn't been cleared to practice yet. Oh, interesting. But th- that's everything's a day late on that because they're playing on Monday, I think. So I wouldn't be surprised. Yes, that's if, true. Yeah, that's I wouldn't true. be surprised if so Friday. Tomor- tomorrow's practice report, I think, will be big. If he's not practicing on Thursday, then uh, you kind of start. Actually, to no. I'll give him, I'll give him Friday. Uh, I, I I'll give him Friday. If he's not practicing on Friday, that's when I'll be like, okay, we might be seeing Brian Hoyer here. or... or yeah, or O'Connell for sure, because uh, of the Monday game. I'll give him till Friday. But I, I from what I, I remember, I was reading that it sounded like he was trending towards playing. Uh, Rapp, I think it was Ian Rapport reported today that the, Ra- the, the Raiders still don't know. Uh, oh, he was okay. asked about it this afternoon, and he's like, "Well, they don't really know yet." Uh, but he has not practiced yet, so hmm. that's the latest on that. Hmm. Either it, it, again, it doesn't matter who's playing, under, even if it is Jimmy. Oh under no, center. it doesn't. Matter. But like the path to just a, an easy night is is probably a little bit easier if we're talking about Aiden O'Connell, right? Yeah, for sure. But it's it's just the Lions. Have, regardless of who's under center for the Raiders, it's got to be an absolute. The Lions whooping. win this game by by double digits. You would think. Yeah, uh, and Vegas is reflecting that now. Gambling wise. Uh, this line opened up at seven and a half and the sharps agree with us. Cause the sharps came in on the seven and a half and that's why it's now eight and a half, eight and a half, a little more finicky for me than, than the seven and a half. Billy, what do you think? Uh, lions laying eight and a half at home against the Raiders. Yeah. I've been on the lions all year with these spreads and, and right. Most of the time wrong last week. Um, I, I very much felt that they're a, a good team. Um, this one's a little high for my taste, but I still think I want the Lions here. I'm willing to lay. I think the Raiders are bad. I think the Lions are good. Um, I, I think the Raiders will have true. I don't think they'll see much of the Lions punter. 
So give me the the Lions. Uh, Lions, one of the best teams uh, against the spread. Uh, Chiefs, Jaguars, Ravens, Lions, Dolphins are all five and two. Those are the top teams against the spread. Basically, if the Lions win, they cover the spread because uh, the only the only games where they haven't covered the spread are the two losses, which you know story checks out. Um, yeah, so it, it sounds like we're all on the Lions. Uh, Craig, your official yep. one is the Lions with the eight and a half. Yeah, we're all on the Lions Absolutely. for this one. Okay. All right. So that is it for week eight. Um, we got to come up with a survivor pick. We lasted last week with Seattle. Um, we discussed it a little bit earlier. I, I'm basically staring at two teams, which is the Los Angeles Chargers, Gulp, and the Detroit Lions. Is there anything to be said for anybody else anywhere as far as survivor this week? Uh, if you haven't used Miami, maybe have a conversation. Yeah, if you haven't used Miami, we, yeah, we used Miami two weeks ago. Um, but yeah, if, if you haven't used Miami, although without Tyreek Hill, that's a bit. Yeah, that's, maybe that's not what you. That's not what you want. Um, if you haven't used the Bills, yeah, I suppose the Bills that, on Thursday. Yeah. I, I don't want to do that either. I don't trust yeah. Buffalo right now at all. Uh, yeah, so I think that, I think those are the two teams. I, I lean Chargers just because uh, this is like if you're if you're not using the Chargers this week, you're never using them. Whereas the Lions, there's a few spots down the road here where you yeah. say to yourself, "Oh, I could definitely myself using Detroit." Yeah, I think you're right. Let's just double check the Chargers schedule. Uh, I think it's always funny when people say schedule uh, to see if they have any Chicago this week. Then they're at New York. Detroit, no. At Green Bay, certainly not. Baltimore, New England, Denver. I guess they get a home game against Denver, but no. Yeah, no. It's this week. All right, Billy. Whereas the Lions, uh, they have a home game against the Bears coming out. Well, they they play the Bears twice. Mm -hmm. That said, other than those two, there really isn't a lot of the the Bears games. There really isn't a lot of cream puffs on the schedule for the Lions. Because they no. have the Chargers left. Uh, that's a road game. Uh, they have the home home against the Packers. Is you know on Thanksgiving. That's thanks, is, yeah, that's the Thanksgiving Day game too. Yeah. Probably that's, not. You that's one of those stepping stones. I was ta- I, I was talking about with the Lions, right? Like if if, if the culture has truly changed, the the Detroit Lions need to fuck up some shit on uh, on on Thanksgiving Day game because I can't go another week of hearing about another year of hearing like. Why are the Detroit Lions always the opening game on on Thanksgiving, right? So, so that's that's another one of those that, aforementioned stepping stones I, I keep talking after about. After that Thanksgiving game, here's the rest of the Lions schedule. At the Saints, at the Bears, home to Denver, which you can probably use the Lions there. Uh, yeah, at Minnesota, at Dallas, at Minnesota. Those are the last, or, or home to Minnesota, rather. Those are the last three. Mm-hmm. So, and who knows what week 18 would look like for Lions. They may not have anything uh, to play for the way they yeah, going to go ahead. Although, yeah. <laughs> you know what? I was thinking about this today. You know what the nightmare scenario is for, for the Detroit Lions? Uh, sorry, in my opinion, this is this is sort of a nightmare scenario. Detroit Lions win the NFC North for the first time in God knows how long, 30 years or whatever the frack. Yep. And then Wild Card Weekend, who comes to town? But Matthew Stafford and the Los Angeles Rams. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. That is like a not, that is a d- decent possibility, isn't it? 
Yeah, yeah. I don't. Like, you don't have to I, have to be imagining imagining things for to think about no. that. That that is just sitting there. No, I don't. I don't like it, and I don't want it. <laughs> like I don't want it. I don't want the Detroit Lions to. I don't want to have to cheer against Matthew Stafford for a, for a, a Detroit Lions finally a playoff win. I don't. It's it's too cruel. It's too cruel. It's it's bad. All right, so we're locking in the Chargers, right? Well, we're not locking them in, but for now, uh, we're, we're saying the uh, we're, we're saying the Los Angeles Chargers for. Our, uh, for Survivor for Week 8 for now. Stay tuned to the uh, Twitter account for uh, if, if we think about changing this. All right. Um, I, I, I was the best one last week. I'm going to go ahead and kick it off for this week, I think, and then we'll, we'll go to you guys. So here are my final five as of now. Um, as always, card subject to change, so uh, stay tuned to the Twitter account for the, uh, this to uh, see if it changes or not. Uh, I'm going to go with New Orleans. I'm going to go with Green Bay. Uh, I'm going to take the Giants, I'm going to take Pittsburgh, and I'm going to take Tennessee. So, all dogs for me. I couldn't I couldn't find a favorite that I like this week, uh, especially with the Seahawks moving to the three and a half. But stay tuned, because I'm likely going to switch that and throw in a favorite, because I don't know. I don't like having all dogs. I like trying to throw in at least one favorite. Um, Billy, week eight, who you got? Jeez, I feel like I'm just being spiteful now. I'm fading you on a handful of these. Ooh. I like the Jaguars. Okay. I like the Jets. I will take the Patriots. I'll take the Vikings. And I will take the 49ers. Mm, oh, maybe it's minus one. And San Francisco minus the three and a half. All right, Craig, take us home for week eight. Uh, yeah, I'm going to take some of the ones that Bill did. Uh, uh, I will take the Commanders with you, Pierce. Um, nice. I am going to take the 49ers. I am going to take the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, I am, you know, I went back and forth on this one, but I think I'm going to go. Can I get, like, if I can get the Jags, can I get the Jags minus a two and a half? Because that's out there. Bet MGM Uh, Caesars has it. uh, Sure, I'll give you the minus two and a half. Jags minus a two and a half. And um, give me the Lions. All right. Lay in the heavy wood with the Lions. Uh, okay. All right. That is it for this week. Crossover Podcast available at the crossoverpodcast.com, facebook.com slash crossoverpodcast, and iTunes. Please rate and subscribe. Five stars only. We're also on pretty much any podcatcher that you happen to be listening to us. And if we're not, email us at contact at the crossoverpodcast.com and uh, let us know. Twitter account for this is at mpair6, M-P-E-A-R-C-E, and the number six. Uh, that's my personal account and also the one I use for the podcast uh that is it for week eight we'll be back next week with week nine uh take care everybody and good luck on all your bets out there talk to you next week